This episode of the WDW Review is brought to you by DVC Dash Rental. As you know, we're your go to place for all Disney vacations. But have you ever thought of taking a beach vacation that has a little Disney flair to it? We also book Disney's Vero Beach on the Atlantic Ocean in Florida and Disney's Hilton Head Resort in South Carolina. Or if you really want to spring for a nice vacation, definitely check us out because we do Disney's Alani in Hawaii. Hello, welcome to the Dub D Dub Review, and I'm your host, Chris Malik. And I'm joined by a special guest co host today. He's a good friend of mine, and frankly, he's a published author, not only in the Disney area, but also in the boxing arena as well, too. Excuse the pun for boxing arena. It's my friend Dan Cisneros. Dan, how are you? Hi, Chris. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, it's my pleasure, Dan. You're on today for a couple reasons. Actually, I, I, I was super excited to talk with you. You have a book called Disney Tale of the Tape. It's part one, and now you've got volume two, and we were talking about the book. And then you made the mistake to tell me, by the way, I'm going to Alani with a family trip. And all of a sudden, my eyes lit up like saucer because I was like... Dan, it's it's on my list of things to do. I've got to hear about this Alani trip. So, poor Dan, I've been stalking this guy for weeks trying to get him to come on, and it's it's. I'm so excited to talk with you. So, um, you want to talk about Alani first? I got about 35 questions in uh, in chronological order here. You ready to go with this, Dan? <laughs> I am so ready. All right, so ready, Chris. I'm just just now coming out of that cloud of of Alani. So. Well, it's fresh in my mind. Let's do it. Let's do it. Was this your first trip to Olani or Hawaii? Was this number one? Yes, it was. My very first trip. Very okay. first. Okay, what prompted you guys to go to Olani? What was like the motivating factor? And, and, and like, tell us, was it just you and your wife, or who was on this trip, Dan? Okay, well, on the trip was my wife and I, and then our daughter and son-in-law and the two granddaughters. Okay. And, um, you know, I mean, I think Hawaii has always been on my wife's you know, top list and bucket list. She's that's her thing. She's always talked of and dreamed of going to Hawaii. I I wasn't really that interested. I mean, I was okay. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, it sounds fine. But I'd rather just go to Walt Disney World or Disneyland. You know. Okay. I wasn't that that excited. I just wasn't. But you know, when they built Alani, after, you know, we were DVC members. Then they built this amazing place. You know, well, we had to go. It we just it's something we had to do, and we finally just you know. Stop talking about it. Said, let's just do it. And you know, now my daughter had been to Hawaii. She went with my mom and dad, with her grandparents, many years ago when she was a little girl. So she, you know, kind of always wanted us to go too. So um, yeah, so we finally said, that's enough talk. Let's let's just do it. And we picked a, a year, and we just said, that's it. We're going. Start saving up, and we finally did it. Outstanding. So you know, in full disclosure, you live in New Mexico. Do you, right, your flights, are they direct? Is it common as a direct flight to Hawaii, or did you have to connect to, like, Los Angeles or Phoenix, or or, or how'd you, what was, like, the direction of the flight? Yeah, that's exactly what we had to do. We had to stop, on the way, we stopped in Phoenix, we had to switch planes, and then on to Hawaii. Okay. On the way back, we had to stop at LAX, switch planes, and, you know, back to Albuquerque. Okay. So. Was direct yeah. an option, Dan, or was it, like, like really crazy expensive option? 
You know, I my actually my daughter did the planning for the for the air, and but I there's not a lot of options for us as far as direct flight to Hawaii. Um, I think it was just certainly the best price. You know, and I, it's not too bad. We're kind of used to it because when we fly to Orlando, we usually have to switch planes somewhere too. Gotcha. So you know, it, it wasn't too bad, but um, we always, we almost always fly southwest out to Orlando. Uh, and at the time we were we started booking, there was no Southwest flights to Hawaii. After we booked our flight with American, Southwest announced they're going to start flights to Hawaii. Okay, and it would have been a lot a lot cheaper too. But we missed out on that. But that's okay. You, you know what? So I'm following the same thing. I have the Southwest, you know, rewards card. You know, the the credit card, and yeah. we've earned some pretty crazy mileage. We flew out once to California, completely on Southwest miles, and then we saw, yeah, it's going to be the possibility of flying to Hawaii. And we were like, oh yeah, that's going to be great. And then even in Chicago right now, now we're a major hub. You know, we have O'Hare, we have Midway. Well, Midway is where Southwest flies from. They only have like four or five flights a day that are on the Hawaii route. And you can't fly direct. You've got to fly into LAX. And then you stop and you board and you, you know, change planes. But there's only like four or five flights a day you can actually book. So, yes, Southwest does fly to Hawaii. No, there's not a lot of options, so it, it's still relatively expensive. And if you want to fly from Chicago direct to Hawaii, boy, that's really, really pricey. So mm-hmm. we're going to get there. We're going to make it, and I know it's on the list. I don't even want to say bucket list because that sounds so final, but we're going to make it. It does, yeah, you know? exactly. So, so tell me, yes. you landed in Hawaii, and this is what island is, is Olani on, Dan? Okay, I believe that's Oahu. My wife's the expert on Hawaii. I get a little mixed up, but I'm pretty sure it's Oahu. It's the island with Honolulu. Okay, so you flew into Honolulu, and then, like, how far is Olani from the airport, and how'd you get there? Okay, um, it's about a 35-minute drive from, from the airport, and uh, we made a deal with my son-in-law and daughter. <clears throat> we would pay for the rental car if they would do the driving. Good deal. And, you know, cause we, yeah, we like to have them because uh, our son-in-law is really sharp, and, you know, he's, he's good with all that. So, and, well, the, as a team, you know, they work good together, you know, so they help mom and dad get around. So that worked out great. And it's about a 35-minute drive. Okay. And um, it's a nice little drive, you know. I mean, it's – I don't know. I was picturing Honolulu a little crazier, but maybe it might have been just the times that we were dealing with, you know. But um, we had to, we had, when we landed in Honolulu, we had to take a shuttle – to the car rental place we had to actually get on a bus and go to that and then get the you know the rental car and then drive out to alani i guess they have probably i i would think that disney has some kind of shuttle service if you want to just you know take a disney shuttle to alani but i don't know for sure but i i would think they have something like that but for us it was the rental car we let we let our son-in-law do the driving okay two questions then and i would rent a car as well because as a standalone resort, you are going to go through all the options at the resort, and you want to see things. You, 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 this might be your one and only chance to be in Hawaii. So there is a lot of great things to see in Hawaii. If it's not hiking, you know, if it's not if it's not unique exotic dining, if it's not you know uh, a war memorial, you you want to see all these things. So having transportation is really important. But was the car expensive? Was the rental car more expensive than stateside, or or, or was it approximately the same? I think it was more expensive, and, and again, I, I don't even, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not sure on the price. I'd have to go get my wife and get her. She knows all the details. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's more expensive, though. It seemed like it was more expensive 
certainly than Orlando would be, I would think. Okay. That's the one thing that may, I, you know, we should make people aware without having any facts on hand. I know that the reputation of Hawaii is the food's a little more expensive because you have to import everything. The drinks are more expensive. And, you know, Hawaii largely subsists on tourism dollars. And, and they know that. And the weather is 82 degrees every day in in Hawaii with, you know, with, with gorgeous sunsets and gorgeous yeah. sunrises and the most beautiful ocean you've ever seen. So they know the tourists are coming and they subsist on a lot of tourist dollars. So just accept the fact that when you're there and you're on vacation, it might be your one and only time on vacation. So forget about the cost. If you've already taken up this step to go to Hawaii, just let it roll and enjoy yourself. Or you're going to be you're going to nickel and dime yourself to death and not enjoy yourself on vacation. So, absolutely, Chris, I'm right there with you. That's exactly it, and that was our mindset going too. Let's just budget for you know big time. Let's budget big, you know, and don't nickel and dime it. You know, just go and just know knowing that ahead of time. I mean. Well, you know, with Disney prices, <laughs> you know, they, they have a reputation for high prices on things, too. So we were a little bit inoculated, I guess. We're, it we're acclimated so bad, to the right? high price. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. 30, you know, 35 minutes from the airport, you pull mm-hmm. up to the front gates of Alani. Give us your impressions. What are you thinking? Oh, I mean, you could see it, you know, as you're driving up to it. We could, we could see it off in the distance. It was starting to get dark, and it was just kind of lit up. And, oh, man, there it is. You know, and we were all excited kind of like i remember when i was a kid driving to disneyland and seeing the, the matterhorn mm-hmm. you know and you'd see it off in the distance from the freeway and there it is you know it was the same feeling and as we got closer and we you know we approached there uh, um it just because we, we we you know we looked at youtube videos we tried to kind of you know figure out what what are we getting into here and so th- some things were looked a little bit familiar but as we pulled up it was just it was it was pretty exciting it was pretty pretty awesome um you know, we did the online check-in, so everything went really smooth. There was a lady out there right outside curbside there to kind of, you know, take care of you and check you in. And um, it was it was exciting. It was, um, I mean, my, my adrenaline was going up. It was, <laughs> was it was everything I expected. Actually, it was more than I expected. Okay. The parking situation, is it close by where you unloaded, or did they let you unload right under the front canopy and take your luggage for you, or how does that work as far as, because there's no, I mean, I, I always think of like the Magical Express, they grab your luggage and the next time you see it, you know, you've come back from the pool and your luggage is in your room for you. What is that like there? Yeah, we, we pulled up and it's just pretty much like the other uh, DVC resorts. I mean, um, we unloaded right there, right in front of the, the entrance right there. And then, you know, after it was all unloaded, my son-in-law went and, you know, there's a parking garage attached to the Alani Resort. There's, it's like a, I don't know, four or five level parking garage. Okay. So that was pretty handy, you know. And, and um, uh, one thing that happened, though, is, uh, okay, we went there, and I guess, you know, you picture things in your mind, and, and my wife and my daughter especially, look what's the view going to be like what are we going to have you know we we knew we weren't going to have an ocean view but man are we going to see the mountains what floor will we be on the lady says okay we got your room ready okay you're going to be in room uh, i think it was like what was the room i forgot the number it was like 181 or something on the ground floor okay and when she said ground floor you know we felt like like remember when the Griswolds arrived at Wally World and they <laughs> run up to the front and it's closed. You're gonna punch the moose, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you know the pineapple out front should have told you, but yeah. so you know ground floor and we kind of looked at each other and it got real kind of quiet and I, I thought, oh no, you know this this isn't what they were thinking and so 
my wife said, did she say ground floor? Yeah, so she, I said, go talk to her. And the lady, you know, explained and said, well, you know, we can, we can get you on a higher floor, but not tonight. You know, you'd have to move in, and then we can move you into another room. So we kind of talked it over, and my, every, we, were, we, were, we were tired from the long flight and all that. And my daughter just said, oh, just forget it. It's okay. It's fine. We'll just stay there. So as the bellman was taking our stuff in, you know, he's, he said, uh, how's everything? And he was all, you know, being very nice. And um, I said, you know, the only thing is, you know, we, we're on the ground floor. We were thinking we were going to be on a higher floor. He said, oh, you didn't want the ground floor? I said, uh, you know, no, not really, but that's okay. And he started telling me, oh, you're going to love it. He says, whenever I, you know, I work here, but whenever I bring my family out here to stay here, I always request the ground floor. It's handy. You're going to love it. Believe me, you know. And I, we kind of thought maybe, oh, he's just trying to cover, you know. Hey, when we left, my, my daughter said, if we ever come, when we come back, I'm requesting the ground floor. Whoa. It, it, was, it was just, a, it's so handy, and especially with the little ones, with the granddaughters, you know. Um, you know, we just, just steps, just stepped right out the room, right there, no hassling with the elevators or this and that. Just step right around the corner. There's all the pools. There, there's the Andy's Beach House. There's the, you know, the beach right there. I mean, there's the, the luau was in our back all we had to do was open our back uh, curtains, you know, the the, the sh- shades there, you know, the big, <laughs> and look out, and there's the luau. Uh, they would have weddings. They had um, character greetings, and it was on the pathway right there, right, right. It was really good. It turned out for the better, so that that was a really nice surprise. Whoa, great. That's a great tip, because, yeah, as soon oh. as you said that, I would be like, okay, I want to get as high as I can possibly get, and I want to see the ocean or the mountains. But, yeah, convenience factor is like everything on vacation because that takes time. You know, you go up to the, I don't know, the, the 15th floor. Well, you got to wait for that for that elevator to stop at 14 other floors. And you got to wait for people to get on and get off. And by the time you get your refill cup or whatnot and go to the beach, it's like it's like a 14-minute a ordeal. So Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, talk about the refillable cup. You know, I, I did get a refillable mug. And I could just walk around the corner, you know, just – I don't know, a hundred yards maybe or less and fill my mug and, and go right back to the room. You know, no elevators, no hassle, no long trek, nothing. Um, I mean, I just thought it was, it was great. I'm not going to say that it's better than having a nice high ocean view. Of yeah. course, that would be amazing, but it has its, you know, pros and cons. And it really had, there was a lot of con- uh, pros for this. Um, <laughs> so I'm all in next time, you know, if they put me on the ground floor, I, I'd rather have the ground floor than, than a middle floor myself, you know. I, I guess if you could have a super high floor and if you have an ocean view, well, that's one thing. But it was a pleasant surprise, Chris. It really, it really turned out for the, for the better, you know. Great tip, because you're out of your room anyways a lot of the time, so that's a great tip. Right. Uh, so tell us the check-in procedure. You, you, you know, they checked you in outside. Did you have to stop at a front desk at all, or did you just bypass the front desk completely and you never checked in with a concierge or a front desk agent at all? Yeah, we, we never went to the to the check-in desk the whole trip. Okay. Like I said, there, there was a lady out front with one little a little kiosk thing, a little stand there, and they have, uh, like, um, I don't know, like water with ice in it, little ice cups, and one lady, and she just walks right up and says, oh, you know, what's your name, and give her the info, and she just said, okay, you, you did the online check-in. Here's your room number. It's located right here. Welcome to Alani. Wow. It was that simple. Simple. Easy, <laughs> yeah, easy peasy. it was amazing. Is there a magic band uh, uh, you know, type device there, or is it simply just, hey, I'm Dan, show your ID, and you're good to go? Okay, well, they, they give you the old-fashioned room uh, 
card for the key. Okay. It's just a card like they used to have. But uh, the kids, when they go to that auntie's beach house, it's a little a special thing for kids, and it's almost like it's almost like free. It's free. That's the main thing. It is free. Nice. It's like free babysitting. Nice. And it is an amazing place, Chris. It. They had a um, an open house for the parents and you know grandparents, everybody in your party. So we went. You know, my son-in-law, my daughter, and myself. We we all went. And um, I wanted to stay and play there. It was just, <laughs> it was just so fun. There, there's games. There's Grandpa Dan, crafts, you can't be here. Yeah. Video game. Yeah. Well, actually, they kind of like did kind of say, okay, well, did you see everything? <laughs> I was getting a hint, like, okay, sir, you know, the kids want to play now. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, what they do is they give you a, uh, the kids a magic band. Uh, you fill in the information and who is allowed to sign them in and out, and you make a password. And the kids wear a little magic band for that auntie's beach house. Okay. But other than that, no, there's nothing to do with, with uh, magic bands. Just a room card. Okay, so let's talk yeah. about a few things. The things uh, you know that really I'm curious about are what are the food options? Is there a drink refill option? And like, what do you do there? So let's, let's hit the food first. Talk about the food. Quick service, uh, DVC, make your own, a lot of restaurants around there, or like signature dining. What, what does Albani have? Okay, um, well... It has a lot, but what my daughter did, uh, kind of like if you've ever done Garden Grocer at, at uh, Walt Disney World, yes. there's a service that they have there in Hawaii. She found it. I don't know where she found it. And, you know, same thing. She had grocery. You know, we bought groceries and had them brought to her, to us out front. When we, when we arrived for check-in, the grocery person had arrived, you know, so it was right there. So we had enough groceries for, like, breakfast and lunch and snacks. But the the resort itself, um, it has a lot of food options. It's got the you know Ama Ama is the the fancier, the nice restaurant. It's got the Makahiki uh, character buffet for you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And but the thing, what I liked was they have little uh, like I don't know what you call it, shacks, like little food shacks or something. Okay. Um, you know I think they're called like Mama's beach house and then they have a shave ice shack or location and then they have the ulu cafe which is just kind of a quick service it's got a grab and go there but it also you know they have pizza and and hot foods and uh there's there's a lot of good choices um right there on the resort that's not that's no problem but what we really liked what was was surprising to us right across the street from the resort is the koalina center it's not quite Disney Springs, but it's a small little place. Um, it, there's an ice cream shop, a, a, a coffee place called Vintage Island Coffee, I think. Um, there's a market called ABC Island Market, something like that. And it's a colorful little place, um, kind of like a Trader Joe's, but really oh, quite a bit smaller. I mean, there's a, the Monkey Pod restaurant. That was a surprise hit of the trip, this place called the Monkey Pod. And, man, it was just I I really enjoyed that, and then there's a taco place, a pizza place. Nice. So, and it's it's an easy. You know, we were kind of concerned how, you know, is it going to be hard to cross? Is it we have to cross railroad tracks and all? No, it's it's one street, one street you cross, and it's you know not that busy of a street. And boy, that was a that was a real pleasant surprise. So to add on top of what Disney already offers, which is you know which was really good. Okay, so. You got options both on and off the resort, and it's close by off the resort. Outstanding. What about like yeah. the ref- what about the refill cup, Dan? Did they offer one? I-, I heard you say they did. Is it the same price? Is it about fourteen dollars, or is it more than that? What is the cost of it? 
gosh, I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly, but it was, I think it was between 15 and $19, and it's for the length of the stay. Okay. And the good thing there, too, is uh, I think at Disney World, they started this thing where there's, like, chips in the cup, and mm-hmm. you can only get so many, you know, per a certain amount of time, something like that. Not here. It's just, you know, walk up and just help yourself. And there's about, uh, seem like there's about three or four, maybe five locations. Um, so wherever you are around the resort, as long as you have your cup, you're good to go. You know. Good. Okay. They had uh, they had freestyle machines. Oh. At the at the nice. yeah the Ulu Cafe had I think th- two or three I think it was three uh, f- Coke freestyle machines and so you know we could have a lot of fun making your own drinks there. So coffee, tea, um, it was really handy. Well worth it. Well worth it for sure. Okay. So we talked about the food. What are we doing there now? What does Alani have that's going to draw me outside of being on one of the most beautiful places on the earth, obviously? <laughs> but tell me, what does Alani have for the family? What would draw both like little guys and teenagers to the resort? Okay. Well, the main, the main thing is the pool is not a pool. It, it is a water park to me. I mean, I'm not an expert on water parks. Cause I'm not, I, I can't even swim. I'm not much of a beach guy, and I'm not really a pool guy. But this this place has it all. I I was just I didn't want to leave. And again, you know, I'm not I'm not a pool guy, but it's got a lazy river, pretty long lazy river that goes all around through that the middle of the resort in between the two big buildings. Um, it's got infinity pools. It's got a another big pool. It's, I think they call it the lava pool. There's water slides. There's uh, there's an adult pool. There's an adult hot tub. Uh, the infinity pools. I mean, right up on the edge there and you can look out at that lagoon you know because uh, Lonnie is on that lagoon right there it's like just the beach the palm trees everything is there it's just um oh man you know just thinking about it and I'm again I'm not a pool guy I don't I don't go out to the pools much when I go to Disney World sometimes I will but man you I was happy just to just sit there um uh they have a special between eight and nine in the morning is an hour for DVC members so if you're a DVC member, you have your DVC ID, you can go check in and get a towel and, you know, set up yourself and put a towel on your chair to kind of reserve a, a chair, a lounge chair there. And, you know, once you do that, you're set. But you have to keep, you have to either stay there or keep coming back every hour because the, the cast members are good about going around and, hmm. you know, if a chair is unattended for a certain time, they kind of fold the towels a certain way. They'll go away for, I think it's 30 minutes. And if they come back and, no, and the towel's still like that, they'll remove it and that chair becomes available. So you kind of got to keep an eye on your territory there. What a great method that but, is. Fold a towel a certain way. That's, that's genius. I wondered how they measured that. Okay, that makes sense. I think it's neat. You know, I felt sorry for the cast members. They're like a meter maid. You know, they have to go around <laughs> and come back every so often and mark the tires, you know. Okay. But if someone in your party is there, they can tell them, yeah, you know, everybody's still here. And if not, you just come back and check every so often. And, um... But you can get a lounge chair and then go. I mean, it's just a little walk down, just a few steps down to the beach. And another thing is not just the beach and not just the pools. Um, there's this, along the lagoons is a walkway. There's like, I think it's three or four lagoons, big lagoons. And there's a walkway, and it's just beautiful. And if you just, even if you don't want to touch water, you walk along there. There's grassy parkways. There's, um, it's, it's all lined with palm trees. Lava rocks, you can cut through the bushes, and there's outcroppings there where you can step out, which I did quite often, step out onto the lava rocks. You know, there's crabs crawling around, fish. You could look down on the ocean, watch the waves. I mean, 
it's just, you know, I know it sounds corny, Chris, but it really is a slice of paradise. I, I have to say that. You, and I, wonderful. again, I, wa- I wasn't that excited going. Now I can't wait to get back. Oh, that's, man. That's, that's the way that I would have to say it. So that's the way I feel. You mentioned lagoons. So talk about things like safety. Any things like rip currents or were there warnings of like, jellyfish or goofy things like that or was that like it's like a protected environment for the swimmers to swim in the ocean is that right that's that's exactly what it is it's protected it's got uh like breaker walls out there it's kind of separating the little lagoon area from the actual beach so the waves come and they crash on the breakers but inside the lagoon it's like a pool it's just like like a like a the beach but it's a pool it's as safe as it can be there's people uh you can uh get um those little i think they call them paddle boards or body boards or something like that there's the stand-up ones that you could stand up okay. on with a with an oar you know and you see people doing that you i think you pay to rent those but uh you can get the little body boards and they're just you know they're complimentary if you're staying at the resort and boy my my granddaughters had a blast on those you know wonderful what else dan what is there you mentioned auntie's auntie's mm. playhouse but what else is there to do besides swimming was there is there campfires or on resort activities what else is there going on yeah oh my goodness uh, well uh, like i was telling you we, we were on the ground floor and there's like this park area that's where they hold the luau and we went to the luau and it was amazing and again that's another one of those things i, w- I went into it thinking okay let's get this over with you know <laughs> and i left thinking man that was just I, I couldn't believe how much fun that was, mm-hmm. but they have the they have the luau. Um, they have movies like they do at, at Disney World. They'll have those big and I guess they're inflatable. They have these big screens, and they'll show a Disney movie. Of course, they were showing Moana, and we could see it from our again the ground floor. Well, we were right there with a just sitting in our chairs watching the movie. You could hear it nice, loud and clear, and see the picture real nice. It was like being at a at a drive-in movie theater, you know. Okay. Um, uh, they have storytellers around the fire pit. We didn't make it to that, but that's now something to look forward to next time. Uh, characters meet and greets pretty much all day long. You you just call a number and they'll tell you where they're going to be. Um, gosh, there's I know I'm forgetting some things. There's just so there's an interactive game. You go into the community hall and you get uh, a tablet and you go around and there's all these different little interactive things that you do and you punch in something and you know like a turtle will rise up out of the lagoon or a you know the volcano a blast of fire will come out or you know so that was fun that was something that we that we did there's one outside around the grounds and there's one in the lobby we didn't do the lobby one we didn't make it for that so that's another thing we're looking forward to next time um there's a lot to do uh, but I, i'll tell you one thing uh, i had a little bit of a an accident there i i kind of hurt myself at the lazy river the lazy river of all not the slide the lazy river <laughs> okay i don't want to laugh because i could imagine that happening to a lot of people so what what happened dan can i can i can i pry oh, there Chris. oh boy leave it to grandpa you know and my my daughter and little youngest granddaughter are still laughing about it but uh you know they have the uh, inner tube things that you float on and i grabbed one right away and they're they're the ones for two people and the daughter and grand youngest granddaughter got on the other and I said, hey, you guys, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push you around here. I'm going to get off of this, and I'm going to, you know, because I saw other people doing it, and I'm going to just be like, a, like an engine, and I'm going to push you around nice and slow. I tried to get out. I don't know what I did. Oh, no. I, I start sliding off the tube. I can't swim, so the thought of my head going underwater makes me freak out, you know. So I'm, here's old crazy grandpa with his shirt on, T-shirt on and everything, my hat, 
and I just start sliding off the thing. I panic, and I don't know what I did, but I, I panicked, and I tried to jump up out of the water real quick, and I hurt my leg oh my really bad. And I, I said, oh, no, this is bad. I, I could hardly walk. <laughs> you know, they're laughing at me, but they're also concerned. Uh, my daughter, she's, she's actually she's a phys ed teacher, so she's telling me, well, you know, walk it off, Dad. You know, you know so I, I'm hobbling, looking like the mummy, pushing them through. Um, it still hurts, Chris. It's, and this was... Uh, <laughs> About twelve days ago, I'm still still hurting. As they as better. they were covering their eyes, like I don't know this guy, you know, on vacation <laughs> making a giant scene. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that, Dan. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, crazy grandpa, Chris! I came out of the water, and all I as much pain as I was in, all I could think of was looking around to see who saw that. <laughs> you know, oh man, I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> I imagine. All right, so it's clear that the theme of the resort, besides obviously, you know, being in Hawaii, is relaxation and like unwinding. It's not hustle and bustle. You got to go, you got to go. They want to keep you there just to relax. But mm-hmm. did you leave the resort to do anything else on the island? Oh. Tell us, tell us yes. what else did you do? Because I know, I know, like when you were there, how long were you there for, Dan? Five days, six days? Uh, we were there, one, yeah, one week, seven nights. Seven nights. So, yes. So clearly a length of stay is designed for seven nights, but I don't know if you could stay just on the resort for seven days. So what is close by or what did you do that people would be interested in? Okay, well, we didn't do a lot of excursions, but we did We did do uh, two. Uh, of course, one was Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. which is, you know, right back to close to where the airport is. So it's about a 35-minute drive. And that was really, what's the word, you know, touching. Mm-hmm. Um, it really touches you. There's a, uh, you have to get there early. I'm going to tell anybody that's planning this, make sure you get there early. We got there early. We thought we were early. And there was a line. There was a line, like just lining, I don't know how many people ahead of us. And um, luckily my daughter had kind of researched and told us, we got to get there early because they, they only give out so many tickets for the, the tour is free too. If you want to go out to the memorial, it's free. They take you out on a boat. But you got to get there early because there's only so many tickets, and once they're gone, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So you know, but we did make it. We did get in there um, early, and um, the thing is, the 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 memorial for the USS Arizona. Uh, there's that the famous memorial that you go out to, and it's, it's right above where the Arizona is. Uh, it was under repair. They actually had divers working around it, so we were not allowed to go out onto the memorial itself. But they did still, you know. Sh- the movie was touching, and then they take you on the boat around the around the harbor there, around the memorial, around the battleship, and all that. So it was still, you know, interesting. And they tell you all about what happened, and um, and then we, you know, kind of tour the grounds. There's museums there, and I think there's a few other things if you want to pay extra. There's a submarine you can check out, or you can go on the battleship, and there's there's lots of things to do there. So Pearl Harbor is a must, really. If you know, if, I don't see how you could not. If I, you know, if you're in Hawaii, that's the one thing we had to do. Like you said, we didn't know would we ever come back, so we've got to make sure to see Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing we did that was really fun was the Dole Plantation. Ooh, they have good. a Dole Pineapple Plantation. Okay. And yeah, that was um, it. All we did there pretty much was eat, shop, and <laughs> right. They have the the, <laughs> the Pineapple Express. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a train that takes you on a little tour there around the grounds, and that was really fun. Uh, well worth it. I recommend it highly. You know, that place, though, Chris, the uh, Dole Plantation, um, 
you know, when, I, when we lived in Southern California, we used to go down to Knott's Berry Farm a lot, and they had a place called the Marketplace area where you didn't have to pay to go in. You could go, and they have the restaurants and shops and stuff right there, right in front of Knott's Berry Farm. And we'd kind of hang out there. This is the, that kind of place. I mean, I could see us, you know, because the parking's free. You just go on in, and I could see you spending a day there just for f- the fun of it, if, you know, if we lived around that area. Um, it, was, it was really nice, and so that was... That was really fun too, and we, you know, you get a Dole Whip right there at the actual Dole Plantation. So wow, that was really cool. Cool. So, so that's really a testament to how well themed and thought out the resort is. You spent a week there, and you only did two excursions. Uh, you know, aside from going across to the the Koalina Center, uh, you know, the uh, and 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 eat occasionally there. So, yeah, you, you know, I I know other people have gone, you know, hiking, and and they'll go backpacking or, 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 or horseback riding in that area but it's it's so well themed you, you don't necessarily need to and realize this is not like a Walt Disney World vacation where you're out at rope drop every day and you're pounding out there till you know 12 13 hours and you go back and you're exhausted this is a different kind of Disney vacation you know so bear that in mind when you've invested that kind of money on that trip that's the kind of vacation this is so outstanding what are, what are your final thoughts you're going to go again but but leave us if someone wanted to go to you know was debating to go to Alani give us like convince us that we should do it what would be the reasons Dan that we could do it well for me the the main thing that I would use to convince anyone is just by my own experience of not really caring to go to Hawaii that much you know nothing against it i just i don't know i just it wasn't exciting to me the idea of staying at a resort even if it's a disney resort just staying there for a week it just didn't excite me i just thought i really almost felt like well okay let's just get this over with i'm doing this more for my wife and and the kid you know kids and grandkids but i i just i left there uh, thinking about it constantly thinking about it like i said i'm just coming out of this cloud now the clouds just kind of finally evaporating you know uh it's just fun and it is relaxing it is relaxing yes there's no rides to speak of it's not like where you're going to go to the theme parks and ride this ride and that ride but that's part of the the magic of it that's part of what makes it special it was kind of nice to just not have a rope drop to get to or you know and and again to be just steps just step out and there's this wonderland this colorful you know beautiful place um I just think it's it's really special, you know, and I, I I wouldn't compare it with a Disney World vacation because they're two really different things, you know. Mm-hmm. You won't see Alani versus Disney World in my books, put it that way. You won't, you won't see that. Yeah. They're two different. They're two different, but they're both great, and I, I can't wait to go back. We're already planning if we can, you know, put, put everything together. We're already looking at 2021 to go back. It was it was that that good, and everything went so well, other than me hurting myself. <laughs> My hurting my, my leg. <laughs> okay, I, you know I'm following. But, I was following along, watching your pictures on Facebook, and I think some of the ones that stuck with me the most are you've got some sunsets and some sunrises that are like, oh my gosh! So uh, I and that's what I'd be most excited to see is the sunsets and sunrises there. Oh, you know, there's something. They're really. I know it sounds cliche and corny, but. There is just, I don't know what it is about the sound of those palm tree branches when the wind is just lightly blowing and they're just kind of rustling, you know. Um, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not really that kind of guy, but it really got to me. I'm just like, wow, this is just, this is 
this is life. This you is you nice, sold me. You know? <laughs> I'm going. You sold me, Dan. I'm going. <laughs> it, oh, it was nice. Yeah. And, and you know, another thing, now that I think of it, I'm looking at the, my Facebook pictures, the birds there. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a bird watcher, but some weird-looking, beautiful, colorful birds that would fly around and land, and, you know, these cardinal-looking birds. I was told they're not cardinals, but they have bright red heads and sharp little, you know, uh, haircuts. My granddaughter was saying they have red mohawks. Um, neat. Just We saw this lizard. These little things, the little things, too. You know, we were at the Dole Plantation. We saw this lizard on the trash can. We thought it was fake. I said, no, that can't be real. It's bright blue, looked like a plastic fake lizard. And my granddaughters walked up to see it, and it took off. Oh, my gosh. It was just amazing. So, my, you know, it's just things like that, a lot of little things, you know. And I can't imagine what all we missed. I mean, we were there only seven days, and... Um, uh, and, and the nice surprise, again, was the Koalina Center being so close. We really thought we were going to have to navigate our way through, and maybe we wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't even be worth it. But once we did it, it boy, it was nice. It was just handy and, and just nice to go and, and get in line and get a co- cup of coffee and just, just look around and say, we're here. You know, I can't believe it. It's really nice. So, yeah, Chris, I recommend it highly. Wonderful. And I know people may reach out to you. So before I have you give your addresses, you know, and how people can contact you or, or, or where you're at on social media, I brought you here for another reason. And you kind of alluded to it a few minutes ago, and you mentioned that Disney's Alani is never going to take on Walt Disney World. So this is the point where we're going we're gonna to put Alani in the back view mirror, and we're going to talk about a book that you have. So... Dan, you have you have several books out. Actually, you have uh, um, first off, you have it's called Matt Tales, correct? That's the boxing book. Is that correct? Did I did I say the title correctly? That's the one. Matt Tales: True Stories from the Bizarre, Brutal World of Pro Boxing. And yes, let, let's remind people. So before you, were, well, you were always a Disney nut, but before you were a Disney nut, what did you used to do like for your professional career um, and, and like your your hobbies? So so how did you get involved with boxing, Dan? Oh, that's that's a long story, and I'm not going to tell the whole story because it takes too long. Okay. But, you know, just it's one of those funny things, Chris, that as a fan who loves something so deeply, and it just seems like I just kept stumbling, stumbling forward, stumbling forward, and the more I dug, the more deeper I got into the sport. Next thing I know, I'm a professional boxing judge. I'm hosting a, uh, a boxing show on public access television gotcha. in Albuquerque. Um, I'm writing for boxing magazines, you know, and now I write a book. But um, I just, I would just make contacts. I would just get involved and, and, and just be by being curious and being a fan. Little by little, I just got drawn more and more into it till I finally, um, I started my boxing show and, and one of the commissioners on the boxing commission in New Mexico said, hey, you know, we watch your show. You know a lot about the sport. Would you like to, you know, have you considered becoming an official? I took the test, passed with flying colors, and it was on from there, you know. <laughs> on, on from there. Okay. So yes, n- now we've got Dan, who's a, a boxing official, and he's on TV, and he's got a book, but he's he's been a Disney nut since since how long, Dan? Since you can remember as a, as a young lad, right? Right, exactly. Okay. As a kid. Going to, going to <laughs> California. Seeing go- the Matterhorn approaching on the freeway. Correct. Yeah, right. Going to California. And I remember in our first show, one of the things that kind of stuck with you was the, the chicken of the sea boat. Is that correct? I remember oh, that, yeah. I remember that story that it stuck with you, the chicken of the sea pirate ship. So you decided to write a book called Disney Tale of the Tape, where it was, it's theme park boxing and what you would do. And I'm speaking for you. So correct me if I'm wrong. You would pit two attractions 
against each other or or two dining options and you would get you know members of the Disney community come out and they would kind of pitch their argument and then it was decided who was the winner in a boxing match type type fashion is is that the best way to describe this Dan or or I've that, said it incorrectly <laughs> No you nailed it we put two attractions or or snacks or resort rooms or whatever we get three boxing judges just like a real boxing match we have a referee, even a ring announcer, but we put them in the ring. You know, they kind of become boxers. I know it's kind of weird, but you got to go along with it. You got to read the book to kind of get into the theme of it. And we put them head to head, but it's really not boxing. You know, it's, it's Disney fans uh, speaking out about, you know, what they like or dislike about different attractions or, or snacks or whatever. And, uh, yeah, we have some great judges. Uh, I'm speaking to one of them right now, actually. Oh, okay, so, so hang on. So, so volume one's out, and I go and I'm, I'm researching because, like, legitimately the words Disney book on, like, Amazon, that's, like, my number one search. So I, I happen to look, and I find this book, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I go and buy the book, and it's, like, the perfect read because every chapter is no more than, say, 10, 12, 15 pages long. And, and these are personalities in book one that I recognize. Guys, you know, like uh, like like Panda, you know, you know, John Sacheri. Right. You know, and, and, and yes. people you you recognize, Len Testa, and you're like, wait a minute, this is this is really cool. And like this is a new way to compete, uh, compare and I'm just gonna throw it out there, Haunted Mansion Disneyland and Haunted Mansion Walt Disney World. Oh, this is really right. cool. So uh, we have Dan come on, and Dan's talking about the book. And then Dan makes a terrible mistake in his life, and he actually contacts me and says, hey, Chris, would you be interested in helping out with book two? And, of course, being the guy that I am, before, like, literally you hit send, I hit Rebecca. Okay, so I'm, like, I'm like all committed <laughs> to help you, and you're like, oh, what did I get my hands on? <laughs> so Theme Park Boxing Volume 2 comes out, and it's mm-hmm. it's in my hand right now. And I'm not talking about the matches that you asked me to write, but you've got some really cool matches. So, uh, for example, Barnstormer versus Casey Jr. Circus Train. Living with the Land versus It's a Small World. Uh, You've got restaurant options like Boat Rights versus the Kona Cafe. Uh, Magic Carpens of Aladdin versus Triceratops Spin, which is, uh, you know, a virtually identical attraction. Club Cool which is unique, versus Sleeping Beauty's Castle Walkthrough. Then you get one that particularly interests me, and it's Frozen Ever After versus Maelstrom. So I was way excited to go and, and, and give you my thoughts in that ride, partially because at that time, my co-host, Peter Ponacorvo, he may be the, the biggest Maelstrom supporter on the planet, and... Frankly, I'm a Frozen Ever After supporter, so I knew this was going to be a fun one to write. So, so tell us, Dan, in in book two, how did you come up with these matchups? And frankly, how did you come up with the judges besides besides me, who I think brought the book down a few levels? But how did you come up with the judges? Dan? <laughs> oh, you did a great job, Chris. Um, okay, uh, coming up with the matches, um, I think when I wrote book one. I actually ended up with more matches than I could fit in the book with the word limit that uh, Theme Park Press gave me. Okay. So I had a few matches left over. And that's where those, that was like, okay, so I'm set to start book two. And Bob McLean said, let's do another book. You know, I like it. Okay. So I had those, those were in there. Those were left over from the first book that didn't make it. Because mm-hmm. it was tough trying to pick out which, you know, which matches I'm going to put in and which you're going to leave out. I didn't want to leave any of them out, but I had to. So that's where a, a Maybe four of those, four or five of those matches, I think, were left over from book one that didn't make it. 
Um, the others were just, I'm just sitting around thinking, you know, wh- what would I like to see? Well, and I'm, I, I'm thinking, well, let me look at boxing. Uh, there's women's boxing, so I thought, oh, let me, let's have a women's match. And so that's where I came up with, um, I think it was... Uh, Enchanted, Enchanted Tales, Tales yeah. With, yeah, with Belle against the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, the show at, at the Hollywood Studios. Uh, so that's where I got that one. And the funny thing about that, Chris, you know, I, I looking back, and I didn't do this on purpose, but I realized, you know, the th- three judges, two are women, and one is Bart Scott, and he's the guy that wrote Ears of Steel, Ears of Steel. a real man's, <laughs> real man's uh, guide to Walt Disney World. And he ends up judging a woman's match. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bart loved it. He, he, he could do it. If anyone could do it, it would be Bart. Okay. Exactly, and I'm so he's awesome, and so you know that just that was just I did uh, until after the book came out, I realized I what I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a good sport. He went along with it. Okay. Um, and then um, so that's just it. You know, just um, personal preference. Just trying to find matches that uh, I kind of wanted some that are similar, like. Um, the spinners, you know, Magic Carpets of Aladdin and Triceratops Spin. Mm-hmm. That's kind of obvious to have those two go. But I, I, in, for me, I like to have kind of something different where they're not the same type of attraction going head-to-head, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's where Club Cool and Sleeping Beauty Castle walk through. I mean, those are two oddball, you know, minor attractions. Yeah. But, you know, I thought it might be a little interesting, so we went with that one, too. And then Frozen Ever After and Maelstrom. Uh you know, it's like one of those things where the old champion, you know, retires and then he comes back because the new guy on the block comes in and he's this awesome fighting machine. So it's like, you know, I know I can beat that guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what that ended up being, that they're, they're fight, uh, not really fighting, but, you know, competing for, um, for respect, you know. And so Maelstrom kind of wants to get his place back there at, at Epcot. So um, that was a good match, too. So, so tell me, what was like the most fun you had with this book, book two? What was like the moment of, oh man, that's really cool? Or what was the moment of greatest frustration with the book? Because, you know, I, we've interviewed just recently uh, Chris Lucas and Christopher Smith with their books. And one of the things they mention is, is just the process is frustrating, going back for revisions and edits and the time that it takes. Because we all want things like, like now, I got a book, I want to put it out, and it's, it's, it's done. What did you find that was really most rewarding and frustrating? Mm, well, r- rewarding, for sure, is uh, the friends I've made, um, like yourself and, and some of the other podcasters and like, like Panda and people that have become that, you know, originally I just listened to or saw as um as personalities in the disney community and now you know we're actually personal friends and communicate on a different level you know and and it's that's really a plus that's really been a a pleasant thing to make some really good friends uh who have the same love for disney like like you know i have so Mm -hmm. that's that's a big plus um uh, just an outlet for creativity too is something else um as far as frustrations i mean uh it, it is kind of hard. I mean, the, the editing process is tough, you know, because we kind of, I think we, I don't know about the other guys, but I know I kind of do it myself. And, you know, you just want to get it perfect. You don't want any misspellings or, you know, mistakes in the book. And so far, three books, and every one of them has at least one or two little mistakes, you know. And, oh, I hate that. But, you know, my wife always tells me, that's okay. You know, uh, I read a lot of books, and they're all, they always have a mistake or two in there. So um, that's okay. But um, 
I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. I mean, when, when you love something so much, you just love it from your heart, and you just get involved with it. You know, it just it's an honor to be part of even a small part of the Disney community, and to be part of something that we just love so much. And the good thing, though, with my books is um, there's always going to be some new, you know, attractions. There's always something new at, at, in the Disney uh, theme parks. Um, there's always something new. So there's always new contenders and new uh, prospects coming up that can go head-to-head. And um, it's a lot of fun, Chris. That's all I can say is it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. And an old guy in retirement, it's great. I have uh, the, the freedom and the time now to do what I love. So that's pretty much it. Okay. I have a soft spot in my heart for Disney authors because I realize the books come from passion. And, and it's, this is not like a secret. Like, like, Dan is never going to get fabulously wealthy on publishing these books. So the reason he wants to make this book, honestly, is because you love it. So, you know, and that comes through. So I always have a soft spot in my heart for a Disney author. And the reason why your book is always, both of them, has always appealed to me. And, you know, shame on me. I haven't ordered Matt Tales. I got to order Matt Tales. But this book, like I said, each chapter is like 10 to 12 to 15 pages. But it's not all written by you. As a matter of fact, it's written by three different judges for each match. And, and you're one of the judges. Your daughter's another judge. There's podcasters, Jimmy Horn, Dave Kennedy, uh, you know, Bart, Panda, uh, Len Testa. So mm-hmm. these are, are, are people known in the Disney community. And the referees, frankly, they're all real boxing referees. So you went and got, <laughs> you went and got real referees to, to, to you know, to, to ref the matches. Uh, you got <laughs> ring announcers. So this is a lighthearted book you know made out of just simply your passion for disney so i couldn't recommend it enough where could we find it besides theme park press where else can you find the book dan okay well the really the only outlet is amazon amazon.com and just hit disney tale of the tape uh or matt tales and it'll it'll pop up and it's available in paperback uh or kindle you know if you have a kindle reader that's a less expensive way to go but um either way and you know you're right though chris what you said is uh one thing that I'm that I like about the book is it is easy reading. You can just read each match is like its own little book. You don't have to read it from cover to cover and find out who killed. You know, did the butler do it or what? Mm-hmm. You just you know you just read each match and it's like watching a, a night of an evening of boxing. You know, they might have six, seven, eight, nine matches, and each match is its own match. You know, and same thing here. You got head to head. You know, living with the land versus it's a small world. They announce the three judges, and there's each category is around, and and you know the three judges will give you their reasoning for why one of them wins the round, and that's that's the big fun. That's what I get. That's my fun. When I send out the request, like I would send you, you know, the scorecards, and I'd say here's the categories, and tell me what you think, and you would write back, and I read what what these judges are saying, and these are you know experts in the Disney community. And sometimes they come up with things that I never thought of, and I'm like, "Wow, that is just awesome!" You know, and um, and, and sometimes they agree. With, I agree with them, and sometimes I don't. You know, and same thing with my judgments. You know, I'm sure people read that and say, "What this? What's this guy talking about? No way!" That's the fun of it. You know, everybody has what they like about different things in Disney. That's why we love Disney so much. There's so much to it. There's so it just branches out into all these different avenues. You know, these reasons and 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 I don't know nostalgia and just 
it, it's a lot of fun, Chris, and I really appreciate your help with the book, and thanks for the kind words, too. Well, Dan, so, so I'm going to kind of be a little, uh, I'm a little embarrassed right now because, and this is a full disclosure story. So when you had asked me, it was the first one that I was working on was going to be the uh, uh, Maelstrom versus Frozen Ever After, and I sent you back like a few pages of ideas that I have. And I don't know if you thought I must have been just the wackiest dude on the planet because I legitimately like made up like this story and I gave these attractions like voices and they were doing this epic battle. And you're probably thinking, what is this guy doing? I just want to have this answer nice and simple. So I imagine once you read it, you're probably thinking, yeah, this guy's a little far out there. I'm going to have to tone this one down. But um so anyways, um, Dan, would you mind, could I take liberty? Would you mind if I announced the matches? Is that okay if people knew all the matches on the card? W- would that be something? Oh, I, I would love that. Oh, definitely. All right. Read them off. So, so, we, yeah. so we got 12 matches, and one of the most important things is, is how do you score a boxing match? Like, many people that are listening, we don't know how to score a boxing match. You explain how to score a boxing match. So the winner is decided by official boxing scoring. So here are the matches. Uh, Barnstormer versus Casey Jr. Circus Train. Living with the Land versus Small World. Boat Rights versus Kona Cafe. Mater's Junkyard Jamboree versus Primeval World. The Liberty Square Riverboat versus Swiss Family Treehouse. That was excellent. Magic Carpets of Aladdin versus Triceratops Spin. The Enchanted Tales with Belle versus Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Club Cool versus Sleeping Beauty Castle Walkthrough. Monsters Inc. versus Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I helped on that one too. Deluxe Burger versus Earl of Sandwich. Frozen Ever After versus Maelstrom. Avatars Flight of Passage versus Soren Around the World. That was the headliner. That was the heavyweight heavyweight match of the of the evening. The main event. Right? <laughs> and then and then, you know, the scoring officials and then how to score a professional boxing match. So it is completely worth your time and you'll have fun, you'll smile, you'll laugh. It's a great read. So again, Disney Tale of the Tape, Theme Park Boxing, Volume Two. So Thank you, Chris. Dan, if someone wanted to contact you. Uh, for any reason, for Olani, for the book, if they if they have any questions, how can they get a hold of you best? Where can they find you? Okay, um, well, email uh, DisneyGuru at Outlook.com D-I-S-N-E-Y-G-U-R-U at Outlook.com would be the best way by, by email. And of course on Facebook, just look for Daniel Cisneros with an S and uh, or, you know, they can I guess contact you and you can put them in contact with me through Facebook. <laughs> but <laughs> Those would be the best ways, I guess. And oh. I welcome it. I welcome people, anyone, anytime. If questions about Disney World, Disneyland, uh, Alani now, yeah. uh, boxing, anything you <laughs> want to talk about, the books, whatever, I'm here and I love it. I really enjoy connecting with people like that. Dan, at one point, you and I were complete strangers and I could, I could tell people that Dan's just a sweetheart. At one point, we were just strangers. I happened to pick up uh, you know, a direct message to him one day, and from that point forward, now Dan and I communicate th- rather frequently. So he is exactly. as genuine as he sounds. So absolutely, you're also you, you're also a member of our little Facebook group of listeners called Edcot. So you have joined that, yes. and <laughs> you can participate in the search there. So if you wanna if you wanna ask Dan questions and you don't remember, join our Facebook group. It's called Edcot. It's not Dan's group. Dan's got a bunch of boxing groups as well too. If you'd like boxing, please join them as well. But feel free to ask questions on EDCOT, E-D-C-O-T. So, Absolutely. 
For downloading and for listening, we'd like to thank you. We hope we made you smile today. We hope we brought a little bit of sunshine, maybe some of that Hawaiian sunshine today. Uh, So for my buddy Dan and for myself, we'd like to thank you and have a great day. Well, thanks for having me, Chris, and thanks, everybody, for putting up with my nonsense. Thanks for coming along to Alani with us. It was a lot of fun. And pick up a copy of Matt Hills, too, if you, if you want to have a little fun with that. It's lighthearted reading, like Chris said. Thanks so much, Chris. Chris.